Hello, boys and girls. Welcome Hello. back. It's so wonderful to be with you here today, and we're very excited for today's lesson and what we have planned. But to get you guys warmed up and ready, we are going to start with a song. So let's go for it. Yay. starting with the lesson soon. All right. I hope that you guys really enjoyed dancing and getting warmed up and that you managed to grab your Bibles and so that you can follow along as we learn the lesson today. So before we begin, I'm going to pray for us. So why don't you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for the wonderful gift that it is that we are able to open up your word and learn about you and read about all the amazing ways that you are in control and all the amazing ways that you provide and love your people, Lord. We thank you so much that um, we can still meet like this even though it's online. We thank you that we can still sing and dance together. We can still have fun together even though we're not in person. We thank you so much for that. We also pray and ask that you help us to listen carefully, to open up our hearts, to understand and to really know and see what you are trying to teach us today. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So today we are going to be starting in a new book. 
So we are going to be doing the book of Jonah, which is in the Old Testament. If you don't know where that is, that's in the first, it's in the first part of the Bible, alright? So the book of Jonah is a short book. It's not too long. We're just going to be doing two lessons on it. And this week is chapters one and two. So you can open up your books to Bibles to Jonah chapter one and two. All right. So let us begin. So we are learning about a man named Jonah. Now, if you look at chapter one, verse one, it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah and he said to Jonah, he needs to do something very important. And that is that he needs to go to a city called Nineveh. I wonder if you guys can say Nineveh. It's a very interesting word. I quite like the sound of it. Um, but he was told to go to Nineveh. But the problem with Nineveh is that no one believed in God. They didn't like the Israelites. They weren't friends with God's people. And so Jonah thought, what? Why do I have to go and talk to people who don't even like us and who don't like God? And so he decided that he had a better pre- a better plan than God did. So very quickly and in the complete opposite direction of Nineveh, Jonah ran away. He went on a boat with some people and decided to sail far away as possible. But... We see in verses 4, it says, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break. All of the sailors were afraid. They were scared. The storm was massive. Big waves. They thought they were going to die. As you can see, they started calling out to all their different gods to help them to see if they could stop the storm, but nothing was working. So they turned to Jonah and they said, Jonah, what is happening? Is this your fault? Are you doing something you shouldn't be doing? Who is your God? And so Jonah confessed to them and said, well, it is my fault. I am running away. And the solution, the only way that you are all going to be saved from the storm is if you throw me overboard. So the sea was getting rougher and rougher in verse 11. They asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and I, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. But these men knew that that wouldn't be right to throw Jonah overboard. Imagine if your friend asked you or someone you knew asked you, oh, I have the solution. Just throw me overboard. Doesn't sound like a great plan, does it? So they tried to sail back. They tried as hard as they could to get back to shore, but they didn't succeed. And so if we read in verses 14, it says, Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Even the sailors now knew that God was the one that was in control and that they had to do what this man was telling them to do. And so in verse 15, we see that they took Jonah and threw him overboard and the raging sea grew calm. So they threw Jonah overboard and the sea went calm. 
And what was so amazing was, it then says that those sailors suddenly believed in God. It says because of what they saw, they saw how great God was, that it says at this time these men greatly feared the Lord, in verse 16, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. So in this big story that seems crazy, as we go on, we see that the whole time God is working so perfectly. But let's see what happens to Jonah next because he's just been thrown overboard. So we see Jonah being thrown overboard into the ocean. And what happens? God sends a big fish. And the fish swallows Jonah up. It says here in verse 17, Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. This sounds like a crazy story, doesn't it? But just hang on, it's all going to make sense very soon. While Jonah was in the belly of the whale, he had a lot of time to think and to see and to look around at where he is. And it finally clicked for him. He knew that it didn't matter how much he tried to do what he wanted. God would always be in control and always his plans always will prevail. His plans will happen no matter what. Even if it means you have to be swallowed up by a big fish. Which hopefully is only the case for Jonah. <laughs> but what's really great is we see that Jonah prays a really wonderful prayer to God in chapter 2. So if you can follow with me in chapter 2, I'm only going to read a few of the verses. He says to God in verse 2, In my distress I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead I called for help and you listened to my cry. So we see here that God hears and listens to us when we call to him in times of distress. You might not be in the belly of a big fish, but you might be in some other kind of trouble or in some other situation where you're feeling sad and angry. We can call out to God and we know that he listens to us. And it says here, you hurled me in the depths and in the very heart of the seas and the currents swirled about me in verse 3. So Jonah now sees that it was God that got him here. It was God's plan that even though he ran away, that he was going to end up being thrown overboard and in the belly of a fish. And that again just reassures us and Jonah that God is in control. And verse 6 says, To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. So he knows God got him into the situation. God can get him out of the situation. So he trusted that God, even in the belly of a fish, was going to still get him somewhere safe. And let's read, we finish by reading his prayer from the last part of his prayer where he says, To those who cling to worthless idols and turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And then the craziest thing happened. God commanded the fish to spit Jonah up onto the shore in verse chapter chapter 2 verse 10 we see he gets spit up onto the shore 
But can I tell you the, the most amazing thing about where he ended up? He ended up being spat up right where God wanted him to be. So even though he tried so hard to run away from Nineveh, he ended up being taken right to Nineveh. Now the story seems absolutely crazy. But what's so important about the story is as we go through the story, we see a bunch of ways that God is in control. So we see that he sends Jonah, but Jonah runs away. He sends the storm and Jonah's thrown overboard. He stops the storm and the sailors believe in God. He sends a big fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah then acknowledges and trusts that God is in control. The fish then spits him up on dry land right by Nineveh. That can't be a coincidence. And ultimately, this all shows that God, his plan, will always prevail. Now, Jonah also then came to realize that clearly it's important for Nineveh to hear about God's judgment and to hear what God has to say, even though they weren't nice people, even though they weren't friends with him, they were his enemies. And so that makes us think, who, who are we to decide who gets to hear God's word? So if you have a friend who you think is really bad, they actually need to hear about God even more so. And so I hope that this story helps you think about two very important things. The first thing is that it helps you to remember that God is always in control and that he graciously comes and uh, comes all his plans, sorry, his plans graciously all come together even when we disobey. So even when we don't listen to God, his plans will still work out. And the second thing is that this means we need to follow God's plans and not run away from them because that just makes your own life difficult. Here, Jonah saw that if he had just trusted God from the beginning, he would have ended up in Nineveh sooner and not via transport of a whale or a big fish, you know. And so as crazy as it is, God clearly has a plan. And I hope that that gives you some comfort and that helps you to see and look uh, the world around us, even though things are hard, even though bad stuff is happening, that God is in control and that we just need to trust him. So let us pray and ask God to help us to trust him and to see his plan and not to run away from his plan, not to disobey him. And I hope that in the next lesson, you'll get to learn more about how great God is and how big he is, that he's bigger than a storm, that he's bigger than us trying to run away and he's bigger than the problems in our lives. And so let us pray and thank God for all the wonderful things that he does for us. Father God, thank you so much that you are a God that is in control, that we can trust you with our lives, that we can trust that your plan is good, and that when you tell us to do things, Lord, that you have a purpose, and that we know that if we disobey, Lord, um, we're going to put ourselves in a situation that's not great. But thank you so much that even when we disobey, you are still in control and you still help us to love you and to get to know you better and to get to where you want us to be. We thank you so much for Jesus where we see that your plan for salvation, that our salvation comes from the Lord. We know that we see that in Jesus. We see that in his death and resurrection. <clears throat> and we pray this all in his mighty name. 
Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have a great week and we'll see you next time.